0: today is October 16, 2006. It's Monday and this is Evan coming to you live from my office. And actually, I don't even know how to open this thing anymore, this journal, because it's been so long since the last one that I can't really remember how I'm doing this. And the reason that I'm really doing tonight's one is because I got an email recently um, from a person in the audience and he had mentioned that he was listening to the journals. And I get a lot of the comments like that, so I figured, ah, I guess it's time to do another one, I've just been lazy, and procrastinating, and busy, and a hundred other excuses, right, but no excuse, anyways, yesterday's earthquake, that was something for you guys, huh, it was about 7.15 in the morning, and Carrie and I were still sleeping, okay, if you hear this dinging noise every once in a while, that's because, um... I send an email out to somebody and for some reason I'm getting like a hundred of them back every time they ke- it keeps coming the same one over and over and over again I keep having to delete it so if you hear this dinging noise, actually I'm going to turn the speaker down, That that's what it is. I'm back to the story here, okay so yesterday we're sleeping right, Sunday you want to sleep in late, um, it's hot, I got the air conditioner on and and the whole room starts shaking right and for those of you folks in Hawaii, you know what I'm talking about. Everything starts shaking. It, it felt like I was in Lost. The, you know, the television show Lost, the season premiere. And, and you know, I, I got to admit, I was a little bit scared um, because I didn't know if the next one or the ones coming after of the aftershocks uh, were going to be worse. So we ran over to our kids' rooms to make sure the kids were okay. They were a little bit scared. But my um, youngest was just having a blast. Okay. Carrie over here is telling us we. She ran over there to go and check on them. I was just trying to get some sleep still. But <clears throat> I ended up in there and I was helping. Don't act. I was helping. All right. So my insight into this whole thing was that you know, maybe about 15 minutes later, all the electricity went off, right? So, And it, it was off the whole day and night until really, really early morning. But it was actually kind of nice because I have a home office where I work out of and I'm always in it. So, you know, if if emails coming through or something's going on, I try to escape up here to my little cave, right, and home office and, and start working. And yesterday, everything was out. So I wasn't able to work or, or do anything. And that's about as close to roughing it as I want to get. But <coughs> it... You know it was kind of fun not having the electronic devices and having to you know do other things and and uh we went outside and did some things, so I don't know if that's kind of odd but it it was kind of a nice break. I don't know if any of you folks had that similar experience, but I tell you what man it is hot it's like 90 percent humidity or whatever um my bedroom is not conducive to to that and it was just hot. So although we went to sleep at like seven o'clock at night or whatever because there's no more lights it was just too darn hot. So I was about to go up to an upstairs in my house and, and stay in a different room and open all the windows up and that's what I did. And then just after I opened all those windows up and I lied down, I noticed a beeping noise and then the lights went all back on, so I was able to go back downstairs and have a nice air conditioned rest. But I think that this is probably a really good reminder for um us to be cautious of what could be up and coming in terms of, you know, natural disasters. I always think that, well, if a natural disaster hits us, what are we going to what are we going to do? And we're obviously unprepared for that. Um great or good anniversary party. We had our anniversary party on the 29th of september at the pearl lounge which is that new um, nightclub i think they put in at least two million dollars or so into their build out it's kind of it's on the top level near shurikia and um macy's at the very top level it's if you're looking if you're looking at it from the parking lot area on that top level it'll be on the far right side so it's behind macaroni grill and all that uh, that good good stuff um, the party was was awesome man it was it was just raging. We had probably about two hundred and fifty some odd people there, but the hardest thing about it was the program because the bar area and then we 'll post some pictures up once we get a gallery going, and that could be any time between soon and never, but the way that the la- the place is set up is the Stage is right behind the bar, so you're about i don't know four or five feet above the ground already, but behind behind the bar area and then the the lounge area of the club is is set up as you know a normal nightclub with seating and so on so already it's it's hard to get people's attention because there's pockets all over the place, and to gather them up into one area and uh it's hard and you know, it's It was Friday night. It was happy hour time. It's a new club. Everyone's excited. Before I went on stage, I had a talk with uh, Rick Blangiardi because he was going to be doing a, a introduction for the Greater Good TV that's going to be coming up on KGMB 9 in January. And he was telling me, he said, you know what, Evan, we're not going to be able to do this. We can't control this crowd. They're just having a blast. They're partying. Let's just give a toast and be done with it. And I told him, nah, let's... We can do this, man. We, we can do it. We can capture their attention. No problem. He goes, no, I don't think we can do it, man. We can't do it. And he was just kind of stating the facts. It didn't, he, so I, I was just kind of ragging on him, and I told him, what, are, are you scared? Are you scared? You, you don't think you can do it? He's like, I'm not scared. He's like, I don't think you can. So we we're going back and forth, and we we're just joking around. Long story short, on the stage, I tell you, was the hardest thing I've had to do in a long time. Uh, when I got the mic, um, I started talking into the microphone, but I guess that the, um, uh, the acoustics in that area were a little bit tricky and it was really loud already. And all I could see was a spotlight in my face. And all I, every every moment that I kept speaking, the l- noise in the room got louder and louder and louder and louder. And then the bartenders down below right by your feet were shaking their cocktail shakers. So it was like shh, 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 and it seemed like the more I talked, the more they started shaking their shakers. And, oh, man, I started panicking. I swear, I, my palms started to get sweaty. And then out of the corner of my eye is Rick Langeardi pointing at me and laughing like I told you so. So, yes, he was right. Uh, my 10-minute speech or whatever went down to like one and a half minutes, and I just passed on the microphone. But, man, that was super tough. Other th- but, you know, the funny thing about it is nobody even remembers that. Nobody remembers it because they were all having too good of a time at happy hour. So, I don't know. had a couple of people paying attention, I guess, but everyone had fun and and that's kind of the the main thing. So, off we go with that. Oh, one thing, one other interesting piece about that is that the um, mayor's office had, uh, the mayor was not able to make it because he was traveling, but his office representative brought over the um, greater good proclamation so the September of 2006 is now uh, the greater good month with a proclamation by the city and county of Honolulu and you can get you can see the actual proclamation on our website if you go into the press section that's really kinda cool because what we have focused for that um, is gonna be a month worth of events and promotions and so on to try to help this cause along. Uh, for the years to come so thought that does pretty interesting great a good tv update is looking pretty good so far uh, we currently have recorded nine different shows for tv because um we wanted to record something new and in the studio in the tv studio shooting on their beta sx cameras which are the news cameras and using their control room and staff See, here's the difference. When we were, we shot the last probably 30 shows or so in the um, radio studio. We we set up three different cameras. One was a close up on me. Um, the second one was a well, well, the first one camera was a close up on me, and then an over carry shoulder to the guest. The second camera angle was a wide of all three of us in the radio studio, and the third one was camera was near my left shoulder, where and it was it was panning back and forth between the guest and carry so we had two camera people typically one that was contracted and then the second one was our intern or they bring somebody with them and we we did that and we did it on you know uh, mini dv tape on the the kind of a prosumerish camera and, and it looks pretty good the hard part about it is the the lighting is really terrible in there because all we did was take the track lights and shine it on people and then turn it on uh, we finally got a banner behind them because this window was causing problems with sending all kinds of light straight into the lens of the camera. So then the iris was getting small, and everyone looked super dark. But you know, you learn and, and you go, and that that was needed so that we could create the um, pilot, so Rick Blangiardi over at kgmb 9 could look at it and then tell us, yes, I'd like we'll do it, but <laughs> with much better production quality. So. Long story. We're, we're shooting stuff in the radio, in the TV studio now. The audio, when we transfer that to radio for the radio show, is not as good as as the audio in the radio studio because we're using these you know lavalier mics that clip onto your shirt, as opposed to those big um, studio microphones that are right in front of people's faces. But the uh, video quality is way way better and 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 up to speed for television. Actually, we don't have any clips of what of the TV studio piece yet but if you go to the greatergoodtelevision.com site you can see kind of a a short promo piece that we had made from video coming out of the um, radio studio so we've done nine of these so far Um, I believe it's been it's uh, Dick Gushman, Clint Arnoldis, um, John DeMello just came in, Shelley Wilson, Vicky Cayetano Kenton Eldridge, Nicking Pack. Um, shoot, I'm forgetting some people, but who are they? Who am I forgetting, Carrie? Oh, John Dean is another one. And... No, I said those already. I can't remember. But we'll have a list of it. Anyways, that that's still waiting to get... Uh, post-produced and we launched that in January 6th so the schedule on TV how it's supposed to run currently is going to be uh, Saturdays and Sundays at 4.30 leading into the 5 o'clock news which is currently ranked number 2 I believe and then that also ends up on Oceanics Cable On Demand and then we repurpose the pot into a podcast an internet broadcast strip the audio audio out that becomes the radio show Strip that piece out that becomes the rate um audio podcast. Transcribe it up so that we can get the columns and and other pieces done, and then we can put together our books, which is what we're working on currently so more more to that more on that coming up soon um my brother also is doing the the um soundtrack or the for the music he did the opening music, which is pretty cool and kind of on a side note. I think that his music helps out in terms of um, this whole project and working because that's what I typically listen to if I'm at my desk and doing work. Since it's instrumental, it's real easy to listen to. And I, I read, um, actually in this, it was at a training. They, they said that if you listen to Baroque music or classical type music, instrumental music, that your retention level will go up 50%. So, I don't know if that's true or not, but I get a much better result by listening to that type of music while I'm working. And once we release that, um, we'll let everyone know as well. So, back onto the books now. So, this whole project initially, as we were doing it and thinking about it, we asked a number of questions. Um, at the end to every single person. And we're trying to find a pattern here and the general themes and topics that pop up that seem prevalent throughout all of the um, interviews or at least a majority of them. And we've got a number of them. Some of them pretty obvious like passion or building relationships. Some of them not so obvious such as um, their family and children and, and, and that kind of stuff. And right now we're just trying to figure out the best ways to to package this thing up and and get it out. So I don't know. I think on am now I'm probably looking at closer to second quarter of next year finishing it up. And we're working pretty hard on, on putting it together right now. Okay, I got some interesting emails recently. And I think it it's uh deserving of of some discussion. And yes, this journal is gonna go a little bit longer than it normally goes, but Hey, if I'm only doing it once every two, three months or whatever it is, I'm going to try and get as much out as I can (laughs) now. Okay, So I got one email from um, a listener and said that that he likes the show but couldn't believe that we brought on the Walmart guy, which is Don Soderquist, who was the chief operating officer of Walmart. He said that... um, You know it's un-American in in terms of of um, you know the product base and where they're getting their inventory. Most of it is not made in America, and you know there's issues. Uh, Obviously, I'm not gonna you know patronize this this piece. This is not a a new issue of you know people cutting down Walmart and scrutinizing them and so on. And I'm not here to back them up either, because frankly, I haven't really followed that that much yet. I don't know. The um, so let me just answer this piece. The the main reason why I wanted to have Don Soderquist on the show is that it's very rare um, and few and far between opportunities where we're going to get to speak with somebody who's been in charge of an organization or in that type of leadership position of an organization with that much growth and that size. So, you know I'm. I'm not here to judge him necessarily on things that he's doing or not doing, and I appreciate the email that that came in also because I know that people are concerned with social rights and things like that. I, I do think though that by listening to the entire interview, there are things that we can pick up in order to utilize in our own businesses or lives to get better results okay so when we're looking at it, the the justification I guess in this whole piece is that it's really the transference of information as opposed to um trying to you know saying Walmart is great or or another. I, in fact, I don't even care that much about Walmart. I wanted to understand more about this guy as a, as a person. Um and the reason for that is is like I said before. So the information though at that point can be used as a tool so you know you can use it and help and do the best that you possibly can and, and that ties into what your intent is going to be or you could use it and, and screw people um, it's, it's the same thing as, as we can do with a, a number of things so that's the main reason I brought him on I, I think that it's it's interesting to be able to talk to people that have been in that type of leadership position before so I don't know I try to stay out of the controversy because I'm sure that if you look at um, the guest list which is now about 120 some odd guests stuff comes up you know but we don't really focus on that part I don't know you guys gonna have to make your own judgment but we appreciate the emails keep them coming okay I got another email today and it's from it's from a guy, who was um, had just downloaded the um, Dwayne Carisu after show, and then we got into a um, email conversation, and he brought up some really um, interesting pieces. And one piece that he talked about was um, the journals, and I I talk about this Chinatown project in the journals, right? And I think I've talked about them in the past where I wasn't all that thrilled and pretty much probably downright pretty upset at the way that things are going I probably voiced that and the reason is, is that you know we promote getting involved with, with community organizations and so on however it's not always rosy man I mean there's a lot of times where these things I wonder why I do it or I feel like quitting but I don't because of one reason or another and then in the end i get a lot out of it because it helps me develop and grow and and so on and and so forth um feed feed uh update on that project which if you're not that familiar with is a project that we started with um three other executive mba students for our final project at the university of hawaii and it was to bring together the different organizations throughout Chinatown that had events for Chinese New Year and and create an umbrella organization to handle the marketing and coordination and all that to avoid confusion and so on. Well, long story short, we did that last year and it turned out really well. This year is going to be 10 times better because now it's, it's evolved into the city and county of Honolulu's Month in Chinatown, which will run the entire month of events for February, starting off with the um, first Fridays from the Arts at Marks, and the, every single weekend will be at the um, Chinese Cultural Plaza, and then it'll finish off on the the um, Chinese. Well, actually, it'll it'll uh, climax on the Chinese New Year. Weekend where Friday night will be the night where they'll shut down the streets and they'll have the lion dances. And then Saturday will be the parade and the street vendors. And then the next weekend we're working on doing a movie in the park. But this is really a, a, an outstanding example of public and private partnerships coming together to make the community better. The city has backed this thing up. Um, major sponsors now for it are Star Bulletin Cox Radio, and KGMB 9 for media support. As well as CNJ Telecommunications that will be handling a 24-hour information line. As well as Techmon Corporation from Matt Mealy and his company that will handle the website and the updates on that. And then City, who's you know supporting a number of the events and helping with the movie in the park. It's just going to be amazing. And I think that this is a really good example that if people can come together and work toward a common goal that everything can work out. Um, Yes, it's been frustrating. And even recently uh, I've been frustrated with various things. But I read a book once and it said that frustration is that feeling you get typically before breakthrough. So I guess I hit breakthrough a lot because I seem to be frustrated quite a bit. Um, And I guess that's kind of true. So... I don't know what the whole point of that was, except that the um, project is going forward at a really, really good pace. And if you're involved with something similar or thinking about it and things get tough, just stick to it and keep going. Um, other than that, we got a lot of things coming up for you. Oh, my wife. Wa- Okay, my wife was, no. was telling me hey, Evan, some I, I stuff. About, um, what? You're going to come and talk on my journal? I want you to talk about how it was and how there was,
1: like, you,
0: I, I talked about that part already. You didn't even know the hype of how awesome okay, wait, hold on. So, anyways, Evan's journal, I guess, is now going to be Evan and Carrie's journal because I'm getting the comments from the wife on the side over here. Yes, men, you all know about it. The wife's comments coming from the side. Um, she reminded me to remind you. No. <laughs> no, I will tell, about the, uh, no, I will tell about the fittest CEO, and you can tell them about the pearl event. Carrie was just recently awarded the <laughs> finalist for the fittest CEO contest run by Hawaii Business Magazine. She was the second. Uh, she was the runner-up in the woman side, so she placed second and then fourth overall. Uh, The woman that beat her is like 69 years old or something. Oh, 61 years old. But I guess number two is is pretty good too, huh? Is that a good promotion? I'm proud of her, but, you know, I can't. I don't know. I can't brag and stuff. Okay, you're going to talk about Pearl? Hold on. Carrie is gonna to talk to you folks about Pearl. Come on. Here you go. Here's the mic. You don't don't talk into my ear and then have it go through here. Come on. I think it's this sound, right? No. Come on. Oh now she's getting mic shy. Mike shy. Anyway, she said that she wanted me to pass on about how awesome Pearl was this year and how the event was and it was awesome. I'm I'm got to video of it we'll we'll put that together and hopefully we can get that up on the internet and uh Lincoln from Hawaii Pacific Entertainment Lincoln Jacoby made a big difference he helped out with that a lot and Bo Moore over there did a lot so I don't know I guess more on that in Carrie's journal <laughs> really? okay so thanks you folks and I will talk star with you later